Welcome to Building the Future, hosted by Kevin Horick. With millions of listeners a month, Building the Future has quickly become one of the fastest rising programs with a focus on interviewing startups, entrepreneurs, investors, CEOs, and more. The radio and TV show airs in 15 markets across the globe, including Silicon Valley. For full showtimes, past episodes, or to sponsor the show, please visit buildingthefutureshow.com. Welcome back to the show. Today we have Lil Roberts, the CEO and founder of Zendu. Lil, welcome to the show. Great to be here. Thanks so much for having me, Kevin. Yeah, I'm excited to have you. Uh, maybe before we get into the company, let's get to know you a little bit better. Maybe give us a bit of background, kind of where you grew up, where you went to school. Sure, sure, absolutely. Uh, born and raised in South Florida. Nice, rare. Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> you know, exactly. Uh, grew up really poor. You know, okay. My dad died when I was 10. Oh, wow. And, uh, you know, just I look at life as you, there's a third of it really, really good, third really, really bad, and third so-so, and got the really, really bad out, and I'm having a great time now. So. Okay. So did you... What did you take in university, or did you go to school? Walk us through that journey. Sure. Uh, so I did well in school. Okay. I graduated eighth in my class, and wow. I was in high school. Uh, but I didn't have people around me that uh, encouraged me to go on to college. Okay. So what I ended up doing is I went to a trade school, and okay. that was for electronics and engineering. Interesting. What and, got you fascinated about that? Uh, just love to take apart things and put them back sure. together and figure out how they work, right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> Curiosity. Sure. Yeah. So... Uh, so I went to, after I went through the trade show, uh, I'm sorry, tech school, it was equivalent to a two-year degree, and I ended right. up working for NCR, okay, National Cash Register, and I installed the very first ATM machine wow. in a grocery store. It was Publix. Interesting. How, yeah. how was that received to be the first kind of one? People were probably scared of it at first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, here's the crazy thing about it. When you, back then, didn't have a lot of security. You had this old security right. guard that would meet you. You'd open it up. You put all the money, which was it was just in like a container that was exposed, stick it in a paper bag, and then the guard would sit there with it while you worked on the machine. Nobody knew it was $40,000 sitting on the floor. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah, obviously yeah. it's different. It was a now. lot of fun. Oh, cool. So walk me through becoming CEO and founder. Sure. So what happened was I was uh, doing the engineer thing, field engineer yeah. for NCR. Okay. Always been in predominantly male industries. Sure. Um, okay. And so I was doing the field engineer thing, and then NCR wanted you to start doing sales. And I said, if I'm going to do sales, I'm going to go make sales earnings, right? Sure. So I left, and I started selling copiers and fax machines. Okay, When fax machines were first around, so I'm dating sure. myself. Oh, and then good. from there, you know, I saw that the difference between employers and employees okay. is really one thing, and it's guts. You know, okay. if you're willing to take a lot of risk, yeah. then you too can have your own business. Interesting. And so, you know, and and so from there, I started my own businesses, and I did systems integration businesses, um, product businesses, manufacturing businesses, and through all those businesses is how I ended up today doing what we do. So in all those different businesses that I've had throughout the years, uh, the biggest pain point was accounting. Sure. And the CPAs. Yeah. They don't talk business. You know, they talk debits and credits. Sure. You know, and they don't talk to you in your terms. Like, you just want to keep the money in your pocket. Why do you have to pay so much in tax and then there's nothing left for it? Sure. So. so what made you actually decide to create Zendu? So when I looked around after I exited my last business, I did a personal scorecard. Okay. And on that personal scorecard, I said, okay, I want to do this business with intention. So I okay. don't want to just happenstance, you know, stumble onto my next business. Sure. And that's typically how it happens, right? 
And so I said, I want to help small business owners. I want okay. to scale a business to be well over $100 million. Um, I want to have investors. And I want it to be wrapped around technology. And I want it to change an industry. So before we dive into it a little bit deeper, like it, it's interesting you set like real goals to achieve, right? I think a lot of people don't set that. Like, so what made you actually decide to set like goals that you wanted to achieve? Part of the journey. So, okay. you know, I belong to an organization called EO, okay. Entrepreneurs yep. Organization, sure. and it's a global organization. And one of the things that attracted me about EO is that you share what's in your heart and your head. Okay. And one of the programs that they have is that you can do a three-year gig at uh, EMP. It's an EMP program at MIT. Okay. And so you go in and over three and a half days, you get, for three years, you get all these case uh, studies from amazing, okay. amazing people that have scaled companies. Sure. And what I learned in that program from 2010 to 2012 is that the vehicle you're on determines how far you go. Smart. So okay. if you have a business that is like a lifestyle business, it can't scale to be a big business. It takes the same effort. It takes the same, you know, to the, to a degree, it takes all the same hard work. So be wise about what you pick as your vehicle. So sure. when I exited my last business, uh, that business wasn't a business that could be scaled. Okay. And so I said, let me be intentional and okay. let me pick the business that I want to do. Interesting. So how many years between kind of coming up and knowing accounting was a problem to actually building your own firm? We're not a firm. Well, a software company. Thank you. Yep, tech company. Perfect. Thanks. Um, so it, I exited my last business in 15 okay. and in okay, 16, in, in 16, I started, uh, looking at all the different businesses I wanted okay. to do and we started building out the roadmap. And so we launched in 17. Okay. So did you raise money or did you bootstrap or walk us through getting the first version built? Bootstrap the, okay. the MVP. Okay. And, uh, and so I had a friend of mine who's actually here today. He said, you know, I keep watching somebody caught in a bear trap. He okay. goes, you got your legs stuck in a bear trap. Let's put some money into this thing and scale it. And so Mark Gerhardt, a very good friend of mine, uh, he was the guy who said, it's time to raise money from outside, quit you know, bootstrapping. And he put in the first instrumental money and big money. Awesome. And, then, uh, and then the rest just flowed in. So what exactly do you guys do? What do we, what do, we do now? Yeah. So what we do is we deliver financial peace of mind to small business owners okay. and how we do that is that we take the agonizing pain away from them running their books okay. and then we do their monthly financials. Okay. Their, their, so their profit and loss, their balance sheet, okay. all the way through the annual life cycle of the business, which is the corporate tax return. But for the small business owner, you know, the scary thing for them is where do they find a CPA or right. a bookkeeper that they can trust, that knows their business, that will be available to them, that's not gonna you know, charge them an enormous amount of money. So how we solved the problem for small business owners is we said they need to know what price are they going to pay for the whole year, including sure. their tax return. And they need to know that they have a lifeline. And so we've built technology that allows us to 5X today, the traditional bookkeeper. From, and, and as we continue to, to develop our product, our automation, it will be that we 10X the yeah. traditional bookkeeper. And what we're building with Zendu is we're building a brand that's synonymous with peace of mind for small business owners. We will be the go-to for small business owners. Well, you currently are, I think, in a lot yeah. of cases, right? <laughs> Thank because, you. Because like, just watching you guys, because you've been at a few of these. Yes. Um, just watching 
like I think you guys pitched last year, or you were talking about it last year, and the thing that really struck me that we haven't covered yet is I can actually like get an accountant like video chatting with me to help me through things, right? Totally. But, but the cool thing is, is like for the most part, if I'm just like sending in my like debits and credits, right? Right. That's handled, but there's gonna be times where your business grows or you, you have some, some situation comes up where you're like, I have no idea how to handle that. Yeah. You can actually get that, right? So walk us through that kind of journey Perfect. and how that works. Even further. So, you know, the IRS can send you a notice sure. for any reason they Fair want enough. to, right? It, right. It, it doesn't have to be warranted. Okay. So, and typically if you're a small business owner and you get an IRS notice, it, it, you Freak get it. Yeah, you get a sh <laughs> <laughs> Your words, right? You, you shudder immediately. So how do we solve that problem? Sure. You open your phone to your Zendu app. You snap a picture of it and immediately goes to your team in 48, answers, 48 hours it's answered to the IRS wow. and the answer is sitting in your portal. So that's not wow. available in the world of CPAs and accountants. They don't even understand because here's how, how they treat it. You get a notice, you put a call into your CPA, they're like, oh, it's no big deal. They don't tell you that. They just don't answer your call. Yeah, sure. You call day after day after day, it's on your mind, you're in a bad mood, you don't know yeah. what's going on. Two weeks later, they go, oh yeah, hey Kevin, that's no big deal. Well, why didn't they freaking tell yeah, you that on day one? Yeah. So we take that, that away from them. On another part of it is, you know, last night I was trolling live chat customers will we'll, uh, live chat with our team. And okay. so I like to spot check and, and, you know, stay close to the business. Sure. And I saw a customer saying, it was 10 o'clock at night saying, hey, is anybody in in support? And then the live, the, our team said, you know, the bookie, are you a current customer? And they said, yeah. And they said, well, the team is not in right now, but we can have them talk to you. Is there something I can help you with? And the small business owner at 10 o'clock at night said, yes, I just want to know, can I afford marketing? So it has nothing to do with yeah. their financials. It's they're like, am I, am I yeah. going to wreck my business or do I have enough money to grow my business? Sure. And that's what we do. We bring yeah. that. Okay. Yeah, because I think that's the problem too is like your traditional accountants, eight to four, nine to five, whatever their hours are, right? And Twelve to one. You, you <laughs> yeah, you might <laughs> yeah. get them maybe, maybe to write back to your email on a Saturday or Sunday or in the maybe. evening, right? So, maybe. So – just so people are clear, maybe give us some examples of how your customers actually use you guys. Okay. So we do business with a lot of e-com customers. Okay. Okay. E-com companies. So number one, they can't find CPAs and accountants that even understand the e-commerce world. Because if sure. you're e-com, yeah. typically you're integrated to A2X and PayPal and Shopify and Amazon Seller Central. And so... They need to work with somebody that understands all that peripheral yeah. uh, software that they're working with. Then, So what we do is we tie in through view only to okay. their bank and their credit card. And there's no paper. There's no receipts. Right. We don't need any of that. Okay. So we're real time and we're capturing everything. And 80% of their transactions, we know what they are. We don't need to talk to them. So if they write a check, we may need to know what it is. Sure. If they have some kind of unusual thing, we need to know. And because we stay so close to it, um, there's been many a times that we'll reach out to a customer and say, hey, here's an unusual transaction. It'll turn out it was fraud. Oh, so you catch it before the yeah. bank even. Not yeah. part of our, yeah, yeah sure. not part of you ours. Well, the, the bank already saw, already has it through, but the bank didn't know it was fraud. Okay, but, but yeah, interesting based on your data. That's cool, actually, and yeah. super useful, clearly. Yeah, totally. So, so how does a company like onboard? Like, what do you need to get started with you guys? Great question. They need about eight to ten minutes. Okay. Everything else is in their head. So to get started with us, 
they go to our website yeah. and we ask them a few questions. Uh, they tell us their address, their okay. name, all things they know. They should know. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. <laughs> their EIN number and what kind of business they have, when okay. they started. You know, really, it's eight minutes. Then they put their credit card in. That tells us that they're committed. Sure. They choose their onboarding time, which will be a 20 to 30 minute call. Okay. And so they're choosing. They're telling us how do they want the relationship to work. Do they want us to text them, email them, okay. phone call, or all three? Sure. So we're going to meet them with how they like to communicate. And then so that's it. They do the onboarding call. And then from there, they have another 20, 30-minute call with their team okay. to understand the revenue flow of their business and their expenses. And then from then on, it's as they want, and we'll be reaching out as we need things. Sure. And we deliver a beautiful financial to them. So say they want to get a loan. Okay. You go to the bank. The banker says, I need last three months P&L, sure. and I need tax return. Do you know how painful that oh, is to it, get from uh, your account? It's a nightmare. Yeah, right. yeah. So you know what our customers do? Open up their app, choose their financials, tag their, their uh, uh, um, tax return, email it from sitting in front of the banker. Yeah, that's awesome. And then they add, yeah, no, you're right. Because you usually have to go away, and it's a week or two, and yeah, yeah it's a nightmare. Yeah. So you mentioned a team. So like, what exactly does that mean to you guys? And who's in that team? So we have developers. Okay. We have marketing people. Okay. We have graphic design. We so have, they'll sit in on some of those calls with a client? Nope, no, but okay. part of our team. So okay. so our company as a team, yeah. we're a technology company sure. that happens to be in the accounting space okay. is how we look at it, gotcha. right? We're changing accounting, right. but we're a tech company. Sure. Um, and then the team for the small business owner, and that's you know typically anyone doing 300000 to 15 million if they're okay. selling a wow. product. So some pretty big businesses. Sure. And if they're selling time, it's a professional that is doing more than 125, 150,000 top line revenue. So their team is a bookkeeper, okay. an accountant, and a CPA. Okay, interesting. And then if I have a question, how do I know which one of those people I need to reach out to? Or I just send it and then you guys figure that out? We'll take care of it for you. Okay, that's kind of what I figured. So how do you guys decide what features to actually build into the product? Because I'm sure you get requests all the time and some are probably, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And others are, nah, that's not really what we're trying to do. So how do you kind of. So we view that, you know, it's interesting. We were just asked that by a VC this morning, okay. uh, an hour and a half ago. So we, we put it against three filters and okay. that is customer operations and stickiness. Okay. So if it's a feature that's going to help our customers, be stickier with us, absolutely we're doing oh, it's it. It's an interesting way of putting it, but yeah, yeah no, it yeah. makes makes sense. Yeah. Because we want you we want you to stay with us, right? For sure. a long, long time. Sure. So and we want to hear you. And if it's a feature that we believe is going to help that customer with their business and help them to, to you know grow their business and be better with their business, that's high priority. Sure. And then of course we have investors and we have a very serious responsibility to our investors as well to make sure that they make a multiple on their money. So operationally right. we want to get to the 10 times return sure but is there like a certain amount of times you need to hear the same feature before you're like look we need to build this like is it is not this, at all no okay sometimes somebody will come up with that one little thing right sure. and it becomes amazing sure so where do you kind of see the future of this the space going because i think more and more accounting firms for example i think most people don't need they yeah. basically go to somebody like you guys right to do all of it, all of it. So where we see it, 
you know, you're always going to need your large accounting firms, you know, the okay. big eight and Deloitte and all of those. You're going to need those okay. because there's enterprise businesses um, for that. But out of 42,000 CPAs in the United States, 41,400 tend to be the smaller ones, that their top line sure. revenue for the firm is under a million dollars. Okay. They've got some dark days ahead. It may not sure. be this year or next year. It may not even be three years from now. But when, if we sit here five years from now, it's a different world. Sure. And I sat in on one of my businesses being on the other side of the table. It was in print, print manufacturing. And what's happened to print? Sure. Yeah. Technology and the internet. So, you know, I think that every person in any industry has a choice to make. Do you em embrace, do you adapt and adopt to technology or do you let it pass you by? Sure. But the guarantee is that the world's changing. Yeah. And you either move with the change or get out. Fair. Do you white label for accountants? Like, have you thought it? You probably got asked that before. We get asked all the time. Because, um, like, it, it's a natural thing. Like, let me as an accountant use you guys in, for the client, right? For, right. But if you want to buy an HP uh, product, yeah. do you go online and buy it direct or do you go through a dealer? Yeah, okay. Interesting. Today. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. Yeah. Yesteryear, you would go on. And, and buy it through a dealer. Right. But, you know, look, it, the jury's still out on that in three okay. years, four years, sure. you know, when, when the industry has gone through its shift and kind of stabilized. Yeah. Because there will be some people that will want to go meet face to face with their accountant. So when the industry shifts in three, four okay. years, we certainly have an opportunity to white label, white label our technology and sell it as an enterprise play. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I could see that's how you guys would potentially grow in a different space, right? Or into a bigger enterprise space. Well, at 25,000 small business owners, yeah. we become a hundred million recurring okay. revenue yeah, annually so. business. Sure, so you don't really need to. We're, you know, at the end of the day, it's not about the money. What okay. we're doing is about helping small business owners. Sure. And we want small business owners to have the visibility to their financials, sure. to be able to you know, raise their families, put their kids through college, yeah. And feel good about what they're doing. Well, and not worry about it. Really, is ways to go at yourself. Hundred percent. Right? Is because if I can pull something up instantly, which I think most people expect now, right? Yeah. And those traditional kind of businesses don't really allow that, unless Completely. they sent it to you previously, and you can pull up the email. Yeah. So. You want it in a portal. That's yeah. Easy. Of course. Well, and you want it live, right? Like yeah. I want to know what I did today or yesterday, or I'm right. So yeah. yeah. No, Completely. interesting. And we wrap around zero, you know. Uh, you, you have two players out in the industry. You have QuickBooks and you have Zero for, sure. for what we call GL, General Ledger Software. Okay. And we haven't rewritten that software. We, we embrace that software and we wrap our technology around it. Okay. And we love Zero because it speaks small business language and spend and earn, not credit and debit. Sure. And so, um, you know, we deliver to customers things that they can't get out of those software packages, even if they knew how to use it. Right. Because we aggregate and de-identify all this data. And by sure. doing that, we can deliver to you as a business owner insights into your business that you sure. can't get and into your industry. Yeah, smart. Interesting. No, that, that's actually really quite fascinating. But we're kind of coming to the end, so let's close with mentioning where people can get more information about you guys and any other links you want to mention. Thanks a lot, Kevin. So if they go to Zendu.com, and that is X-E-N-D-O-O.com. Zendu. X-E-N-D as in door, O-O.com. Just quickly, I'm curious, how did you come up with the name, or what's the story behind that? Uh, one is something that, that exuded confidence, curiosity, fun, sure. and action. 
and so went looking for a name that did that. I wanted it to be a short .com. Sure. Um, we paid some money to get a six-letter okay. .com. Got you. Okay. Was there like, how did you find the actual word though? So great question. This will help a lot of people who are starting businesses. Sure. If you go to a website called Brand Bucket, okay, so yeah. there's a couple of things. First of all, strong characters are X, J, Z. So if you, you know, you have to say, what do you want your brand to say? So we sure. want our brand to, to show confidence, trust, um, peacefulness. And so know what letter you want your, your company to start out with, your, the name of your company. And then we wanted it to where people would be curious as to, you know, what sure. Zen do. And then, you know, we wanted it to be, have like a, a whimsical, fun kind of thing too. Right. And right. exude tech, right? Zen is sure. tech. Do you feel tech or do you feel accounting? Yeah, well, clearly tech, yeah. Clearly yeah, tech. Yeah, fair enough. So go to Brand Bucket, look up some names, and then that'll give you other ideas for other names. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time of your day to be on the show, and uh, we'll keep in touch, and have a good rest of your day. Thanks so much, Thank Kevin. You. You've been awesome. Okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Please visit our website at buildingthefutureshow.com to join the free community, sign up for our newsletter, or to sponsor the show. The music is done by Electric Mantra. You can check him out at electricmantra.com and keep building the future.